Welcome to episode six of the SR20 Talk podcast. I'm Raul. Uh, we've been fortunate enough to have seasoned veterans on the pod who have shared stories throughout the years of their SR20 lives, uh, history, fabrication, and uh, events. Today we're doing things a little different. Uh, we've got an under-the-radar guest who's looking to share his story uh, from South Jersey, Marlton, and I, I had to Google maps this place, man, because I've never heard of it. Marlton, New Jersey. Aunt, what's hey, up, man? Hey, man, how are you? Good, good, I'm man. How are you? Right. Thanks for asking. All right, perfect. Happy to have you on board, brother. Um, let, let's get straight to this here. So uh, just w- when, when I was Googling, Google mapping this, this town that you're from, uh, it looks like you're maybe what 20, 30 minutes away from Jersey. Uh, I'm sorry, from not Philly. even. Yeah, it's it's like a 15 minute drive with no traffic. Yeah, very close. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, well, um, let's let's take it on from here. Um, one of the questions that that I thought of, and you know, you're a young guy here. You're That's 24, right. right? Gotcha. So we we've had nothing but older veterans. You know, we've got some guys that are in the late 20s and everything. Uh, but we've had a lot of the vets come on, share their side of stories. And uh, you've actually only been in this SR20 scene for a year, from yeah, my understanding, bit, or less? Uh, less than a year. So I got the B14 um, that I bought. That was March of 2020. So. Okay. So you're, you're coming to a year anniversary here in the SR20 scene, yeah. huh? So – out of all the platforms and the import tuner scene, I mean, you know, you, you were, you, you could choose a Honda, a Toyota. What got you into a front wheel drive right. Nissan? So it's, a, it's a funny story, actually. So I became friends um, with my boss at the time. This was four or five years ago uh, when I was working at Advanced Auto Parts. Um, <clears throat> and my boss had his B14 SER. And um, it was his first car. Uh, his name's Bobby. Shout out, Bobby. Great guy. Really thankful for him introducing me to the car. Um, anyways, he ended up um, wanting to get rid of it. Um, I purchased it off of him. Um, and really, the rest is history uh, from there. Um, what happened was uh, I had a buddy that was in the Hondas. And, um, you know, they, they're they fun cars. I, I get it. Um, they're, they're just not fast enough, honestly. Um, I went for a ride in this <laughs> B14 a couple of years ago, and I was like, wow, this car is quick. It, it's got a lot of pickup, and it was something about the SR. So so you ended up buying the car from him, and uh, did it have any mods at the time, or was it something that you started adding some yeah, mods? So, uh, so it was a pretty about that. build. It was just like a hotshot header and a pop charger, just a real like OG SER-type build. Um, not really much done to it. Still had like working AC, still had, um, some nice leather seats. It was a nice car. And, um, so really the only thing that I did to it was, um, it originally had a bad fifth. I went, I found a transmission online. Uh, it was up in New York. So me and my buddy took a trip up there, uh, got another trans, swapped that in. And, uh, and yeah, the car has been holding up pretty good, uh, up until around September, 
when um, the input shaft seal went on the trans and it was uh, leaking gear oil on the clutch, uh, slipping. Yeah. Yeah. So right. at that point, like I already had the trans out of the car twice. Um, I was the car has a lot of miles. It was starting to get a little rusty. I was I was starting to think about you know finding a new car, um, and I really wanted to stay with an SER and stay with like the. Uh, the whole front wheel drive Nissan platform and they're pretty hard to come by like especially in my area there's not many and if they are they're completely rusted out because uh just being in my area um with this snow and all the salt that they use on the roads it just destroys cars um so anyways um so that happened and then that kind of really opened the door for my uh my next adventure which was my nx which yeah tell us about that because so, so i've been going through your instagram just to kind of uh, learn about you here your first of all your instagram is at boosted underscore nx uh, let's give Ant a follow here to follow him on his progress with his car but tell us about that all right the so NX. it's actually so it's a funny story so the day after i decided to um basically get another project car because uh, the b14 was breaking down too much um, my buddy had, uh, asked me, he was looking at uh, a Toyota at a used car dealership in, um, central PA. And he said, yeah, I just need you to take a ride up with me. Uh, so I could buy the car and then just, um, you drive my car back. So this is the very next day after this happened to the B14. So, uh, long story short, we get up to the, um, the dealership. And I'm just talking to the salesman, and I just happened to say, do you have any Nissans on the lot? He was like, nah, we really kind of only deal with European and um, American cars, really. Not a lot of Japanese cars, um, which was fine. It was cool. And, you know, went quiet, and he was doing. All right, and so uh, I've been following your project on Instagram uh, just to kind of get to know you a little bit. And first of all, your Instagram is at boosted underscore NX. So let, let's give Ant a follow here so he can check out some of his progress on his on his NX and his cars here. So, again, at Boosted underscore NX. So t tell us about the NX, Ant. Yeah, man. So it's a really funny story, actually. So um, so the first day after I decided that I wanted to get rid of the B14 and start um, another project, uh, my buddy had called me, said he was looking at a car. It was at a used car lot in um, central PA, and he needed somebody to uh, – take a ride up there with him to drive his car back if he ended up picking up the car. Okay. So, <clears throat> long story short, uh, we make it up there. I'm talking to the dealer, and I asked him, um, do you have any Nissans on the lot? He was like, no, nah, no Nissans. I just mainly really deal with European and American cars. So, cool. No problem. Um, him and my buddy, they're doing paperwork and whatever. And then he mentions to me, he's like, well, I have an NX. I'm like, a what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah like, i have an nx and like you know like when somebody says that especially when you're trying to buy something you don't want to show any excitement because you know the price is going to go through the roof right so i'm like okay that's cool let me go take a look at it so he's like fine no problem so i walk out to the lot and here's this red uh 93 aztec red uh nx 2000 and there's a big ass intercooler in the front of it nice <laughs> i'm like okay it's that kind of nx all right so uh 
so I opened the doors. I noticed it's got a really nice uh, B&M shifter in it. Uh, interior is, is just great. I look at the odometer. It's got like 78,000 miles on it. it. It was just a really clean, great looking car. Um, pop the hood. It's, it's at the time I thought it was a DE plus T setup. That's what I thought he was rocking. Okay. Uh, later found out it was an actual bluebird swap that was in the car. Uh, so you mean to tell me you were at a car lot, a used car lot in central Pennsylvania. And at this car lot, they had a boosted NX 2000 with 78,000 miles. Dude, I, I couldn't make it up <laughs> if I tried, man. <laughs> and this is okay. one day after I said, Hey, I need another car. This, this B14 is it's a money pit. And then literally the very next day in like Amish country PA, Mm -hmm. out of nowhere here's a boosted nx bluebird swap so i already made my mind up i'm I'm not leaving without this car uh okay (laughs) so uh we settled on a price um what's the price 3500 bucks 3500 dollars. okay yeah uh it gets better but we'll uh (laughs) talk about that a little bit because the story takes a little bit of a turn uh so So anyways, uh, turns out that day um, he sold my buddy the car and he had something to do uh, with his family. So he said, you can come back up tomorrow. I said, no problem. Now, keep in mind, this is a 130 mile drive one way. Okay. So I'm driving like 260 miles twice, basically, back to back. But I knew I had to have the NX. I knew it wasn't going to I wasn't going to let somebody else see that and snatch that up. Um, So I go to pick it up. We go to start it. It's spraying fuel all over the engine bay. Of course. Yeah. Well, it sat for a little bit. It's to be expected. You know, you got rubber lines and all. Yeah. So uh, we go to um, Advance Auto right down the road, grab the piece of fuel line. I change the fuel line. Boom. Engine's running. Seems to be fine. No issues. Really. And so at this point, you had already agreed to the price. Had you already given them the money or, or was the car still on the lot? So the car was still on the lot. This was the day that I went to purchase it. We had agreed on the price. I didn't do any of the paperwork yet. We okay. were basically getting the car uh, running because I had the plan really to drive the car home. Okay. Um, and if not, I probably would have had to arrange for a tow and all that. And yeah, probably wouldn't have bought the car that day. So gotcha. we just wanted to get it up and running. Um, and the dealer agreed. He was like, yeah, I'll meet you there a little early. We'll get we'll get the thing running first. Perfect. Uh, so, yeah, made sure it had oil the whole nine. Uh so driving home, everything is, is fine. Um, you know, it's not overheating. It sounds good. And I get about two miles from my house. The motor starts knocking. Like, are you kidding? That's got to be the worst, man. <laughs> I was like, dude, I just spent $3,500 on this car. And it's going to start knocking when I get it to my house. I made it basically the entire way. And with no, with no issues and everything looks fine and dandy, and all of a sudden down the street, here it goes. And right. very shortly after that, uh, rod number three made its appearance through the block, and uh, it said hello. Played some peekaboo, huh? Peekaboo. Yep, he said peekaboo. Uh, so I have an inspection window on my SR now, and I bought it today and i'm angry so i'm i'm pretty i'm pretty pissed so i called the dealer he told me um two years ago when it was parked um 
last thing that he did was he had to put another head on it because it overheated. Now he never told me that. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, so the dealer, the dealership's never gonna come clean with the history of the car. I mean, whether they put some hands on, on the car itself either. I mean, especially not a used car lot. I mean, right. Or you know, of course, and, and, but... and of course, any as-is sale, it's it's to be expected. You don't get any right. support after after the fact. But there's a, okay. a little bit of silver lining as well. Okay. So um, I'm talking to the guy. He said they put a new uh, rebuilt turbo on it and a new head. Uh, something happened. It was warped, or they didn't want to mess with it. They put a new head on the car. Okay, no problem. Um, he says, you know, let me uh, let me think about this, and I'll call you back later. It's like, okay, cool, thanks. Whatever, get the car towed a little bit of the ways back to my house. And he calls me the next day, and he's like, you know, man, I looked at SRs at the junkyard, and they're going for about five hundred bucks. Uh, I'm going to send you a check for 500 bucks because I feel terrible. I was like, wow, that was really nice of you. And that, that's, that's a stand-up guy in my opinion. Really I mean, is, really is a stand-up guy. Like, yeah. as far as used car salesmen go, like, that's, that's unheard of. Yeah. Okay. So we got $500 back, and uh, what, what did you do at that point? Eh. So at that point, I wanted to weigh out my options. Um, so the 500 would have covered a junkyard DE. Um, out of whatever front wheel drive car they had. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I would have had to obviously uh, drill and tap my coil, uh, oil and coolant feed and returns. Uh, well, as well as the uh, drain through the block, because uh, that's always fun. Yep. Didn't want to do that because uh, I had known the car had a Bluebird in it. Um, so I kind of bit the bullet and then went on eBay and bought another Bluebird. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> How much you spend on that? Two grand. <laughs> Woo! Two thousand dollars on a Bluebird. A U twelve? This yeah, it's a U twelve uh, from an eighty nine okay. uh, top mount intercooler, uh, and it came mated to a automatic trans that I literally have no use for. It's just sitting on the side of my house right now. Yeah, of course. Wow, man. So the That's... motor gets here. No problems. Delivered. It's on a pallet. <sighs> so yank the other motor out, put the new motor in. And I said, you know what? I'm going to erase the tune off the ECU. Uh, I didn't mention it's, it's actually running on an AEM standalone. Um, oh, it's running on an AEM? Uh, I'm sorry. Say it again. It's, it's on an AEM uh, standalone unit. Okay. Management. So it's a Series 1, Series 2. Do you know? It's a series one and it's okay. a map, it's a map system. It's uh, no more math, which okay. is a little bit easier to tune for in my opinion. Um, so I, I told myself, I do not want to put this motor in this car and then have some weird funky tune on this car that I don't know any of the history of and then potentially damage the motor. So mm-hmm. what it was, I just went on AEM's site. I got the base map for um, just a startup tune for a bluebird. Uh, just so I could know, like, okay, the engine's going to run. Uh, got it running, didn't overheat, didn't leak, everything's great. Uh, took it to a local tuner, um, had a tune there. And, uh, yeah, it's been, it's been, it's a ripper, man. It really is. <laughs> it's a, it's a fast, it's a quick little car. Well, that's good to hear, man. And so basically the outcome after 
the issues you experienced with the dealership were not too bad. Um, you're able to get a U12 motor put in there. Now, did you swap the turbos from from the, the turbo? I'm sorry, from the from the old engine to the new one, or did you keep you just do a straight swap? No. So I knew that the new turbo was actually uh, freshly rebuilt, and it still has like uh, the uh, paint markers on the um, the uh, compressor wheel. Okay. So basically, I wanted to keep that turbo. Um, because I knew it was it was a known good part. There's nothing wrong with the turbo. The car boosted fine. Okay. And um, I ended up cleaning that out because I knew with the catastrophic engine failure, I was going to have some metal within that turbo. So I flushed that out completely, uh, slapped that on the uh, U12 motor, and called it a day. And it's still running. It's it's basically it's just a uh, T25 Nissan um, OEM turbo just recently rebuilt. Okay. So how long ago was that that you swapped that motor in? This was, um, so this was October and November. Uh, it was running again and tuned in. Actually, it was just after Thanksgiving is when I had it completely tuned and able to turn the key and get in the car and go. Oh, shit, man. So you, you're just now discovering boosts in SR20 then, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Wow. This is the first boosted car I've ever owned. Uh, okay. I, I mean, I had a rental uh, EcoBoost something, and it, they're they're just boring. They're, they're, it, their turbos are nothing like uh, <laughs> nothing like a uh, a tuned machine like this. And what? How much power did you make on that U12 setup? So I'm making uh, so it was around equal uh, torque and horsepower at around 240 to the wheels. So very decent. That's great. That's very works. good. That's very good power right there, for sure. Yeah, man. Cool, man. And I mean, you sound mechanically inclined. Uh, you're 24 years old. What? Tell us about previous cars, or uh, yeah. So, so my first. Only you've been car, working on cars, yeah. So I had to work on cars out of necessity. My first car I got uh, years ago um, when I first started driving was a '99 Ford Taurus. <laughs> so, the most boring couch uh, <laughs> on wheels car that you could imagine. Uh, started working on that. Um, and then I got my daily, uh, which is my Ford Edge, uh, just a commuter car, back and forth, does what I needed to do. Um, over the years, I would just tinker with cars, fix my friends' cars. Um, I, I'm always, like, mechanically inclined. I'm not never afraid to really jump into a motor if I have to. Um, and I tend to, like, teach myself as well. I've learned a lot from forums and youtube videos and all the great guys uh in the facebook group as well um gotcha so now that you mentioned forums and now since you're fairly new to the community here have you gone back to the sr20 forums uh, sr20-forum.com or sr20forum.com hell even ser.net have you checked any of those out yeah so um ser.net uh I've been on that a couple times. There's a lot of good information on that, uh, like indispensable information. That's a great website. Uh, I'm actually uh, I have a tab open right now on uh, on the dash uh, for because okay. I was trying to decipher uh, the head codes on one of my SRs here. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'm pretty familiar with both forums. I never posted though. I was never I was never an active member there. I, I strictly just joined the Facebook group just because it was 2020 and that's kind of what you did 
<laughs> yeah, Facebook SR20 groups have basically demolished anything SR20 forum website related. I mean, there's a lot of, of, of course, there's a lot of data, a lot of information, wealth of information on 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 those three forums there. That you know, from time to time, I'll, I'll find myself going back there and just kind of reading up on old threads or you know, um, checking out a few projects that I, I was looking at back in the days and, and you'll, you'll find everything on there. Uh, I wouldn't say the search tab works as well, <laughs> but you know, if you just scroll down, you'll, you'll be able to find a lot of things, but that's good. that's good, man, that you've kind of educated yourself throughout the forums. And, you know, that's, uh, that's, it's a lot of SR20 history. Um, that's, really that's, that's logged on there for sure. It's a perfect, um, it's a perfect resource for somebody that wants to get into these these cars, without a doubt. Gotcha. And so, um, let's see here now. And I don't know if you've met any SR20 heads uh, in your area, or met up with anybody in particular. Just maybe hang out with. Uh, tell us about that. Unfortunately, no. There's not a real big SR scene where I'm at. Um, okay. Like if you go on Craigslist and even try to find a a B B chassis car mm -hmm. uh i mean an ser basically uh you're not finding anything it's it's they're it, incredibly rare around here you don't see them anymore uh, mainly around here it's all hondas well, i mean that's the entire country but <laughs> it's, it's mainly <laughs> yeah. all hondas over here yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay now what are you looking to achieve power wise on your car are you looking or what, what kind of car are you looking to put together here i know obviously you've got 200 40 horsepower, 240 torque. Um, are you done with power? Are you looking to make more power? Are you trying to focus on suspension? Um, are you looking for show or tell us, tell us a mixture of what, what you're trying to do here. So I'm just trying to have a fun little street car, honestly, uh, you know, break some feelings every now and then and you know, yep. break some hearts, hurt some feelings and Honestly, uh, the power level that I'm at now is just really because I'm limited uh, as far as the trans goes because I still have the B13 trans in it. Um, I you don't, have a, gl a glass transmission, right? The glass, exactly. I have the glass trans in there, and I don't want to put my foot down and just completely shear third off the input shaft. Yeah. Cool. And uh, what clutch setup do you have on, on there currently? So – uh basically when i put the car together i ended up going with an exity stage one with a heavy duty pressure plate um cool it lasted a little bit uh but it's it's really slipping now so tomorrow actually tomorrow morning i'm going over to my buddy's house uh and i'm installing an act uh six puck six puck with the heavy duty pressure plate cool sprung or, un or, or unsprung sprung okay cool so it can be easy on the leg there for sure. Yeah, for real. And as easy as I can <laughs> be on the trans. Eventually, <laughs> I, I plan on doing a uh, 70V swap. Mm -hmm. uh, hopefully this summer it comes around to it because it seems like a pretty straightforward swap. It's pretty easy. It's uh, definitely a straightforward swap. Um, you may need to get some linkages, the 70V P11 uh, trans uh, linkages as well. So. Yeah, uh, yeah. With the shifting. Um, now, who would you say has been a, a good inspiration for you so far in the SR20 scene that you've seen on, on the SR20 uh, Facebook pages? Uh, oh, definitely 
without a doubt, got to start off with Miko. He's the man, uh, and he's got a beautiful NX himself. Uh, okay. And shout out to Miko. Yeah, shout out to Miko. Um, and uh, there's there's really <laughs> there's a lot of guys on there that uh that are great. You got Guillermo, uh, the um, those SR guys. That's his YouTube channel. Yep. Uh, he's got the Green Machine. Um, who else we got here? Uh, I know Oscar Ramirez. He's great. He's also helped me out a bunch of times. Uh, Tommy Glowinski, another great guy, helped me with tuning. Eric Rahel, another really smart guy. Tony. Oh man, there's so many great guys on here. Jerry, such a such a great community, man. It's good to hear. Um, let's see here. So, what advice? have you received from the SR20 guys that have helped you the most? Hmm. Definitely. Um, really like the, the basically like the trans setup uh, with the, uh, I, I basically had everybody on there decide what clutch I was going to run with. Uh, cause, <laughs> <laughs> cause I, I mean, I really wanted to stay with a full face clutch, but I know that they're not going to last cause they're, they're just organic material. They're not, they're not that great. Uh, mm-hmm. and, Someone on there had uh, convinced me to get um, get the six puck, and that's what I ended up with. So really, whenever I have a question, uh, there's there's always a wealth of information. I, I normally just go with uh, what the guys tell me because they've been around the block. Gotcha. Now, the question goes to you now. So, what what, what advice would you give to the next generation of SR twenty guys? Being that you know you just started not even a year ago, and you've already kind of gone through a few things and challenges along the way. Yeah. So I would basically the best advice I could give would be to say, keep these cars alive because they are really hard to come by. Honestly, they're fun cars to work on. Uh, Keep these cars alive, keep the scene alive. Anybody that wants to get into cars, this is a perfect, perfect platform to get into. It's cheap parts. It's they're fun cars and you know, just keep keep the car alive. <laughs> no, definitely, definitely, and that's a that's a great answer. Just because we, uh, you got to realize that a lot of these cars. I mean, see, they were released in 1991. So, where what are what are we? Dude, I'm, I can't even do the math right now. We're thirty. What? Yeah, thirty years. Yeah, like for example, my NX is is older than me. It's twenty seven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gotcha. Gotcha. So I don't know if you've ever seen any of the SR20 conventions posted on the Facebook. So what, what do you think about that? And are you looking forward to maybe one day going, attending one of these conventions? Oh, without a doubt. I'd love to do a meetup and, you know, meet some of these guys in person without a doubt. Uh, once I get the car to where I know that I could get in it and drive it wherever, and it's not going to leave me stranded yet. Uh, then, then we'll start looking at that. Uh, but definitely, it's something I, I definitely want to uh, look into. Want to meet some guys. Gotcha, gotcha. So, I mean, I'm pretty sure if you go drive up, uh, what, what, what high was that? 95? Um, yeah. Up to like New York in that area. You can meet a lot of these guys. So, probably, I mean, maybe not so easy to do with COVID right now. Right, but, of course. You know, I, I think you you would be a perfect guy to kind of meet some, some of the OGs that are up in that area and, you know, get a little bit of more knowledge and, and, and stuff like that. Um, so maybe, maybe whoever listens can, can probably, you know, hit you up and, and uh, set something up where you can maybe go, go and meet up with those guys. 
Totally. Yeah, I'd, I'd be all about that. Sounds good. Sounds good, Ant. So anything else you want to tell us, Ant? Uh, no, I'm just happy that I was able to uh, share my story, and I, I hope that I, that I could inspire um, new people to the community to uh, to stay here. Absolutely. And uh, thank you so much, Ant, for coming on on the SR20 Talk podcast. Again, this is a little bit of, a little different from what we're used to, but it was definitely fun and, and to, to hear your story, man. It's it's a, it's a crazy story because I didn't know people were still or used car dealerships were still selling, you know, NX 2000s, let alone <laughs> boosted NX 2000s. So just randomly, that, too, in the middle yeah. of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first for first time I've ever had heard that story. So but uh, thank you so much Ant, for coming on board, man. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, man. All right. Thank you so much. Bye now.